Continuing on our discussion about working on discrimination skills, we can help our learners greatly by keeping things easy to understand. In this episode of the Learning About Dogs podcast, Kay Lawrence and Sue McGuire discuss ways to keep track of what you have taught your dog, some tips, and it's kind of fun. One of the things I think about is uh, if we're going to spend this time working on cue discrimination, and then we write it in our little notebooks, and then we have to go to our notebooks mm. to go, now, mm. how did, what was the cue for that again? Wouldn't our learners benefit or, you know, always, oh, don't keep reminding them what it is. Make them think about it. I don't think that's entirely fair. So you know, a little bit of cue refreshing for the dogs, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like um, cultures that learn their history by listening to others tell it, and they learn it themselves. You know, they have far superior memories to us because we can say, oh, it doesn't matter. I can write it down. I don't need to learn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, my notebooks. The back page is all the words this dog is learning. And, you know, by the time they're about eight or nine, I've usually got several columns raging to about 100 and 120 different words, many different things. Oh, my goodness. Um, some of them may be things of the past that I might not use again, but I have to have the word written down because what was I teaching? Um, oh, yes, I was teaching time how to do a pirouette. So his back end stayed on the spot and the front end goes around in a circle. It's like a horsey thing. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I've got my cup on a stick and I'm doing this and he just couldn't get it. And I'm thinking, why is he not getting it? And then I looked and I'd used the et part of the word for something else, which meant hold your position. <laughs> and he was responding to that. And I don't use it anymore, but he remembered it was not move. So I just oh. had to change the word completely. So also listening to how the word sounds phonetically. So if you're going to use the word weight and pirouette, you know, you could end up in trouble. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so using the word back and pack it in, you could end up in trouble. You know, so trying to find words that phonetically are different, even if you use the whole, you know, phonetic alphabet, um, that would not be a bad thing which is why I use colour a lot. So the two paws for me are pink and blue. And I go pink, blue. And pink is, is a much lighter pink, blue. <laughs> so it also has a different um, tone yes. tone, yeah, yeah. tone and pitch. So it just gives the dogs extra information. You know, and our dog sports are very much measured from a sort of a 1950s type of perception of obedience, which was single words. Yes, yeah, so the dog had to heal, stop, stand, stay, walk, wait, fetch, pick up, la, 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 la. And you were only allowed to use a single word. So if I said the word stand up, I would be penalized. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. people learn to go stand, <laughs> put extra <laughs> words into that. But if you go to something like sheepdog training, everything's a phrase because you say the phrase more consistently. Way to me. Come by. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wait there, wait there. Yeah, or tick time, tick time. Ooh, I'm way back on up the hill. <laughs> you know, so the two tones there, you again, use for whistles. So away to me. Mm -hmm. Yep, and come by. Yeah, and stop. So that the dog would have exactly the same pairing of the pitch of the way you say it to the whistle that you would give later on. So they never really have to learn the whistles. They just learn the pitches. And they have done experiments on this. You know, you can if you've got somebody who's can sort of deliver sounds 
with perfect pitch and they can give the same mimic the same pitch but a lower key the dog will respond the same way yes you know yes. so if you're going to give monotone stand sit down it's much harder for the dog yeah. yes if you're going to go stand sit down yeah it's it's easier for the dog to understand the difference but you have to learn that yourself yes you do and i don't think that is any poor discipline if you want your dog to have half a chance of being able to respond to you they should trust you that you will learn your half of the job as well End and i think of. yes and i think that uh, you know you laugh but and and sometimes my students laugh but in little Mr. Hank Williams' notebook, there are musical scales that I have written because I'm a musician and I have a tone. I have a tone, mm -hmm. you know, boop, boop. I have a little, little harmony thing. And then I and said, lay down is, is, um, is C, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a try. Yeah, yeah. It's a boom, bum, yeah. bum, a third. So it yeah. needs to be a third. So therefore yeah. it's middle yeah. C and E. Bum, bum. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And we, we had. I, I had to learn it from a student that just came down to class 30 odd years ago and she trained opera singers oh, and her yeah. dog was just, everyone said, God, that dog's so obedient. And yet she's a shit trainer. <laughs> you know, okay. well, it's because she's so consistent in what she says, you know, wow. and that opens up such a range of combinations of tonal differences, um, how you're going to pitch it. You know, you've only got to be able to turn it around the other way and it means something completely different. But if you keep giving everything like, you know, do it, do it, sit yeah, now, yeah. come here, la, 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 la. The dog's like, oh, there she goes again. You know, so yeah. learning to sing your words. Yes, it's, um, you should be able to say them with a different tone pitch without doubt. Whether you know what they are doesn't matter, but you should be able to deliver them consistently. And even when you're practicing, you think it first, say it then. So you think, drop. So I, I virtually see drop as a like a, drop so when mm -hmm. i prepare to say drop it's not going to be drop it's always going to be drop yep so having that ooh, is this an alliteration yeah or yeah. is it onomatopoeia yeah. it's one of those where it's the word sounds like what it is so good and to write down your cues my goodness people please heavens yes heavens yes yes yeah. How can you, you know keep or i mean who's going to care whether you call sit sparkle you know, and if that's what you think that word is, then that's how you say it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it's not, you know, cheese. <laughs> that's I another think it, word. That means something else. I think it was in one of our classes where I guess there was somebody who spoke Estonia, the language for Estonia. Okay. What a beautiful language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. she was cueing, and it was very melodic. And I went, oh, my gosh, that's wonderful. You want to do Estonia? Having done workshops in Italy, you know, they, they often take the English words and add an I-O at the end. So it's helio and retrievio and all this <laughs> lot, you know, and I'm going... Really? And like, yeah. Okay. But okay. yes. Bravo. Bravissimo. Yes. 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 You know, certainly if the language is more varied in their natural languages, that they're likely to give better cues. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. So learn another language. There we go. Links to the courses and other offerings are in the episode notes. Thanks for listening. Just